Blog Talk Radio. He was up each morning with the dawn because he knew his daily run was long and hard and he had to be ready to get his freight train down the track determination he would never lack the little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy. Hi everyone. Welcome to Getting On Top. He was... Sorry for that. <laughs> a little technical issue there. Uh, apologize for the delay. A little problem technically here, but we're up and running. About five minutes late. And um, you're listening to Getting On Top on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Paul Morris. And uh, that little ditty with Freight Train Freddy from the uh, book, of the same name, and the person who sang and wrote that song is Peter Tizone. If you illustrate a book, if someone would like to find out more about the book and purchase the e-version online uh, for the Kindle or the iPad, you can go to ftfcreations.com. That's FTF is in Freight Train Freddy Creations.com, and you can get the e-book for two ninety nine and the. The Apple version or the iPad version also has the entitled, entire song by Peter. And you can see Peter's beautiful uh, pictures and also read some of the uh, rhyming verse that I wrote. So today, we're going to be talking about the five cornerstones of life in the universe. Kind of a heavy subject. I get into stuff like this. And I think that it's very helpful to give people perspective, you know, why we're here, the meaning of life, and uh, just to give them a little something interesting to think about and uh, to basically transcend their normal day-to-day. Okay, the five basic the five basic cornerstones of life are love, which is also light, time and space, duality, free will, also can be thought about as intention, and flow, F-L-O-W, which is transcendence. Why and how do these aspects of the universe and our lives on Earth, how do, why and how do these aspects of the universe and of our lives on Earth form the foundation and underpinning of our existence? Why do these five basic concepts and drivers run the show for us uh, excuse me for that. No worries, I'll take care of that. Run the show for us as mortals in this seemingly unpredictable world of ours. Okay, so let's talk about that. Um, so let's go through them one at a time, and then I'll tie them together. All right. There may be more other, you know, other important aspects to life, but these are. Five very vital ones. I said cornerstones. So think of life as a pentagon rather than a four-sided uh, object. And we have five cornerstones. Let's start with love. I said love and light. And actually love and light are different versions of the same thing. Uh, everything 
comes from love. And by the way, when I talk, I'm not being just uh, uh, talking in a spiritual sense. I understand spirituality. I've studied it for many years. I started as an engineer and computer programmer, so I'm very and studied math and science uh, in in high school and college. I'm very left brain as well as right brain. So I'm not when I say these things. This is science, my friends. <laughs> this really is. Um, so just bear with me here. I'm not going to go into explanation. I don't have time on you know the difference between spirituality and science. But I will say this: it's all one thing. All right. Just like when you go to into a black hole, okay, which is science very much science, uh, time and space stops. All you have is information. That's according to science, okay? And uh, what happens in that black hole? Well, the same thing, you know, in the land of spirituality, if you will, the other side, the spirit world, there was only information. There was no time and space. Same thing. Okay. So let's move forward. Love is the basis of everything. All right, and poets write about it, and singers sing about it, and yes, that's love. But everything, love is actually a physical thing. Everything is physical. Energy is physical. Einstein proved that energy and matter are just different forms of the same thing. And uh, love is a form of energy. It's real. Right, just because we can't measure something, we don't have the proper instrument, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Okay, um, we can't measure light beyond infrared or ultraviolet. We can't measure sound. Well, we can measure it, but we can't hear it with our senses. So our measuring devices, you know, after a while, progress, and we can pick up certain energies and certain things we can't yet. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Anyway. Love is the basis of the universe, of everything. Okay? Everything is comes from love. Literally. Okay? Literally. Love is a real, literal, physical energy. And from love, light is created. And from light, everything else in the universe, even though it may be hard, you can bang on it, it comes from light. It's a form of energy, and everything is made from that. Okay? I'm starting from the very beginnings here. And, of course, we know light. Light is a very important aspect of our physical universe. It can be measured and so on. Okay? So, but that is, that's where it all comes from. So I can't leave it out. Time and space, we're all familiar with that. All right? And, again, I'm going to tie all this together. <clears throat> right, no one could really define time. I my feeble attempt is a measure of change. All right, it's time, but it's elusive. When you when you watch a movie, television or a movie, actually nothing is moving. And when you look in Times Square and you see the the lights going, moving around, nothing is actually moving. Lights are just going on and off. It looks like it's moving. We have the perception of movement. And when you see a movie, 
Nothing is actually moving. What happens is a picture is a picture is flashed, and then another picture and another. So many per second, so many frames per second. Okay, and it gives the illusion of movement. Really, nothing is moving. So, time also is an illusion. <clears throat> we go from moment to moment. It seems like it's a, it's flowing. Okay. Not the same kind of flow as I'm going to be talking about in a moment. It's a different kind of flow. But everything seems to be flowing, but it's an illusion. Space, of course, is something we see around us in a three-dimensional uh, environment. Okay? Three-dimensional space. And then we have time, which is which is according to science four dimensions of our reality. Okay, so it's space and time. I'm going to talk about why it exists in a moment. There's a reason for it. It's not just coincidental. It's not an accident. Duality. Duality. Okay, what duality is, and, uh, you know, a lot of people, especially in the spiritual area, and I... I contact, I'm, I'm involved with people like that all the time, and they say, we try to transcend duality, get out of duality, get out of duality. Well, we're in duality, whether we like it or not. And I understand what they're saying. When you meditate, when you're involved, you do transcend duality. That is true. But it is part of our life. You cannot dismiss it. You cannot make believe you don't live in it. You know, from moment to moment, because that's absurd and ridiculous. Of course you do, or else you wouldn't be alive. When you're alive, you're in duality, okay? And let me explain what duality is. And I'll tell you the reason for it again, just like I will for time and space, why it exists. Duality is not only two, obviously, but it's more than that. Duality, in the sense that I am saying it, in the sense that we experience it, it exists in our universe, in our world, is means not only two, but it means the opposites, exact opposites, okay? Equal opposites. So that everything exists in this universe has its equal and opposite, okay? I will repeat. Everything that exists in this universe has its equal and opposite, okay? Light and dark, up and down, you know, and so on and so forth. We know it when we talk about those things. Tall and short, in and out, and so on. Okay, by the way, this is not a political discussion, so let's not get into politics about, you know, uh, talking about something in a certain way or not, okay? This is science. This is just reality of what we're talking about. It exists. These are opposites. <clears throat> Man and woman is are opposites, as an example. That is what yin and yang are. Yin and yang are defined primarily as the fe feminine and masculine energies by the Chinese who uh, came up with this 5,000 years ago, okay? So, equals and opposites. Everything that exists, not only physical 
phenomenon, but ideas, there exists a, an opposite and an equal. Uh, there was a book written by uh, a gentleman's name is Brown. I can't think of his first name. Uh, and in the book, they were creating they were creating energy and matter. And in the in the story, they were talking about antimatter. And every time they created matter, they created antimatter. Okay. <clears throat> and when the two came together, it was a huge explosion. Trying to think of the name of the book, but it escapes me at the moment. It was a it was a uh, followed a very uh, a very a very um, important book that he wrote. Anyway, I'll I'll remember later. Not important. Okay, so when matter is created, antimatter is created, which means exactly anti opposite. Nothing is created without its opposite. So everything has its equal and opposite in the world. Next concept, free will or intention. Why is that important? Well, it's important because we come to Earth to change, to grow, all right, to grow uh, spiritually. That's why we're here. That's why we suffer. And I'll explain the suffering part in a minute. It is not coincidental. Suffering is a a part of our existence, a necessary part of our existence. It is not something I am... I am uh, uh, saying is good. I'm not advocating it. I am only a reporter reporting what I'm seeing and understanding. Okay, I don't like to suffer any more than anyone else, and believe me, I hate to see people suffer. That's why I'm a healer, and I do I heal people because I hate you know to see people suffering. So I'm not advocating it. I am just telling you this is the way it is, and we all know everybody suffers in life, one way or another. Okay, I'll explain why in a moment. So, we have free will. We come here to learn and to change, to grow spiritually. And the mechanics of that is our free will, also called intention. Meaning, we can change by using our free will and intention to change. We need courage, another Sub subtopic here. Courage is very, very important. We need courage to change. It is scary to change. We all know that. It's more comfortable to stay as you are. All right. But in order to in order to grow spiritually and to make our lives worthwhile and meaningful, we need to change. We need to have the courage to change by using our intention. I'll explain later. The last one is flow or transcendence. F-L-O-W, there was a book written about 20 years ago by a college professor in the University of Chicago. Very long name. Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, his name is. And he's still around. He wrote a book called Flow, F-L-O-W. And in the sense that he wrote it, and it is similar here, the same concept. But he didn't write it as a spiritual book. He wrote it because what he said was when people are in a state of flow, they lose track of time Hmm. and space, actually. Absolutely correct. And I'll tell you why in a a few moments. Okay? 
And when you're in that flow state, you are at your most productive. Whether you are a writer, do any kind of work, you are a thinker, creator, problem solver, a sports person, a sports figure, a business person. When you are in a flow state, you are clicking. Okay? Things are things are working. Time stands still, you know? Everybody knows that. When you're involved in a trance and things, you know, you're working at something or even watching a movie or involved in any way, really completely involved, which is the best thing. It's a very healthy thing to do. Part of meditation. Meditation is flow as well, okay? When you're involved, you lose track of time. Wow. I didn't realize so much time went by. Okay, that's good. <clears throat> We're in the moment. Also, a book called The Power of Now. Exactly the same thing. It's about being in the moment, in the flow state. Okay? <clears throat> and that's when we get things done. When things happen, we're at our best. When an athlete shines and does things that are almost inexplicable. And when you get psyched out during a, uh, a performance that that has to do with athletics, okay, that's because you're not in a flow state. You're thinking too much. It's called overthinking. And everybody knows when they play golf if they overthink or tennis or baseball or any anything else, they're going to get messed up because you don't you don't need to think you just let it flow and when you flow everything works better our subconscious knows exactly what to do <clears throat> and the reason is that when we're in time and space our conscious mind is involved our conscious mind gets in the way the conscious mind is only there to make value judgments to determine what we should do it does not know how we do it. Our conscious mind does not know how we walk or talk or digest food or move our hands or throw a baseball or write or do anything of those things. <clears throat> it just knows it wants to do it, and somehow our unconscious mind or subconscious mind does it for us. That does all the work. So when we let it flow and let our subconscious mind take over, that's when everything works perfectly <clears throat> when we get our conscious mind involved we get in a way we overthink things and we mess up <clears throat> okay fine so let me string all this together and make sense of it okay light and love love is what start everything light is the energy from love <clears throat> when you go to the other side there's light when somebody dies they tell them go to the light the light is where the other side is. <clears throat> and everything feels loving because that's light and love are the same thing. We feel the love. <clears throat> that's the creation of everything. Okay. Everything came from light, its energy, and all the physical things, the hard things come are our matter. Matter is just another state of energy. It's like water and steam. <clears throat> Okay, um, and ice are all different parts of the same phenomenon. 
So the same thing, energy and matter are just different different forms of the same thing. Now, so we go from unity, which is on the other side, okay, where everything is oneness, everything is in the now, everything, uh, these words sounding a little familiar, everything is in the flow, <laughs> okay? That's where we go when we have transcendence. <clears throat> and we go, come to this four-dimensional world of time and space and duality, okay? So why do we have time and space and duality? We have time and space because when you have time and space, things slow down. You have to get from here to there. On the other side, when you think something, it is. When you think you're playing tennis, you are playing tennis. The thought and the reality are the same thing, one and the same thing. If you think you're eating an ice cream cone, making love, whatever, riding a bike, driving a car, you are. The thought and the actual event, or actually it's not an event, but it, it's a reality, are the same thing. But you come here for events. <clears throat> you come to Earth. When you're at Earth, when we go into our bodies, when our soul connects with our physical body, and we're in in the earth, for instance, there is time and space and duality. Now, time and space is there so that we have something called an event. An event is something, as you know, takes place at a certain time and a certain place. Okay? You're meeting your friend, okay, at McDonald's at a certain time and a certain day. <clears throat> or whatever. You're meeting someone at a certain place at a certain time. Or you're going to an event, a show, or a ball game, or whatever. You're going someplace. So you're going to be there at a certain time, a certain place at a certain time. That's an event. When you're at, when that event occurs, <clears throat> okay, something may happen if it's more serious than what I mentioned. And you have to make a decision. Okay? Let's say you're stopped. Let's say somebody bothers you. You have to make a decision. Should you strike back? Should you be nice? Okay? <clears throat> Something happens. A tragedy, unfortunately, happens to you. You have to make a decision. How do you react to that tragedy? Do you deal with it properly? Do you roll up in a ball? You are faced with living a certain life, you have to make a decision. How are you going to deal with it? That decision, okay, that decision comes from your free will. When you make a decision to take the high road, you may change, okay? You may be able to change. You are suffering. You may be able to change and feel better, okay? So where's duality come in? We're living in this world of time and space and duality. The duality is here because duality causes conflict. On the other side, you have unity. I hope I'm not getting too confusing here. The other side is unity. Everything is fine. No problems, no suffering. When you come to Earth, you have time and space and duality. Duality creates conflict, as we know. <laughs> right? A lot of conflict going on these days in the world, okay? Because we have this and that. 
all right? Different parties, different religions, different ethnicities, people from different places and so on and so forth. The people, uh, people of different opinions. And it creates conflict. By the way, I'm going off the live feed now if anyone's listening live. Uh, just you can listen to the Comcast when it's over and you could fast forward to the end and listen to the rest of the show. For you listening from the podcast, I will continue. <clears throat> okay. So we have time and space and duality. Duality causes conflicts. We all know that. Conflict causes suffering. Okay? And for individual suffering, we have change. Okay, people may be suffering from different medical or emotional issues. And those emotional issues were caused by a conflict in our lives. Someone bothered us or gave us emotional traumas when we were young. And now we suffer from depression or <clears throat> other emotional trauma. Depression is caused by an emotional trauma very early in life. <clears throat> or other emotional traumas. And we have suffer, or we suffer from other things. It could be actual medical uh, issues, or God forbid, you know, accidents or anything like that. Uh, and those things, yes, we cannot do much about, unfortunately, except perhaps be brave. I know it's all right. <clears throat> and maybe there's a lesson there as well. Maybe we need to allow someone to take care of us. All right if we're suffering, and if we're the caretaker, maybe we have to learn something about taking care of someone or how to act, all right? <clears throat> now, as far as the courage is concerned and the free will, if we are suffering emotionally, we can change by showing courage. When we have an emotional problem, emotional issue, we get in a groove. We get in a groove to survive, you know, whatever it may be. We may be a nice person and do what other people want. We may get mean and just be selfish and say, I'm going to make as much money as possible and I'll show them or whatever it might be. You know, it takes different forms. But we're suffering. <clears throat> we don't, you know, the right way is to just be as kind as possible but not be a fool, not be used by people, have respect for ourselves, and by having respect for ourselves, we therefore have respect for other people. That's the best way to be. But no one's perfect. Nobody, you know, there there are some people who seem to get it together. Most people have some issues. And in order to solve those issues, we need to have courage and use our free will to change. Okay? To change to heal ourselves. We have the ability to do that. All right? And uh, by wanting to, by making the decision, that's how we change. And so it takes courage to change. I can't go into all the details and ramifications of it. But that's how it all comes together, the free will. Now, let's talk about flow for a minute. What is that about? 
flow or transcendence. In order to, as I say, when we're in a state of flow, we feel good. We're relaxed. We don't think of time because you remember whenever you're thinking about time, you usually it's painful. You know, you're waiting for someone. You're waiting for something to happen. You're online. You're waiting in traffic. You're waiting in in somebody's office. Okay, and it's usually not pleasant to be looking at your watch. Are you waiting to get out of work? I hope that's not the case. That means you're not happy in what you're doing. But it's not unusual. Whenever you look at your watch, whenever time seems to be important, then, uh, you know, it's uncomfortable and it's not a pleasant feeling. We feel best when we transcend time which means we're in a flow state. And we could do it in many ways. Of course, as I said, being involved with a process or project, something you love to do, that's that's what it's all about, whatever it might be, whatever your pastime is or your work. If you're lucky enough to do exactly what you love, that's wonderful. And uh, it's transcendent. And people have hobbies and pastimes. People... F- that's why people go fishing. That's why people play golf and tennis and other things that distract them. They have conversations. Okay? They watch sports or whatever movies or they read books that get them involved and engaged. They are transcendent. And you forget about time. That's how you know it's happening. You go into transcendence. What transcendence means literally is you're transcending time and space you're out of time and space but more accurately you are you are in that other place for the moment that does not have time and space okay that heavenly place and that's what that's what flow and transcendence means so i hope this was helpful (laughs) probably might be more confusing than helpful. I couldn't go into all the detail, okay? But basically, <clears throat> your free will allows you to change. So we're born here to change and and to come to a better place um, and to grow spiritually. We do that by having the courage to be a better person, okay, and get over and to be loving, okay, and understanding and patient and all those wonderful things. And when the uh, the concept of Jesus, I'm not a Christian myself, it doesn't matter. Jesus was a great man, and the things that he spoke about, about being kind to other people and so on and so forth, and the Buddha as well, <clears throat> Those kinds of things, to be kind and understanding and have unconditional love, those are the things we're aiming for. And the more we evolve within life, we evolve. That's why someone's called an old soul. They usually have wisdom. We're trying to get more wisdom. The more you evolve and learn from your life, and we only learn from suffering, unfortunately. That's why we live this this life. And when we transcend it, and get better and don't strike back, but maybe allow and understand and forgive 
and we could grow emotionally, and that's the purpose. And each time we do it, we get more and more perfected, and we're trying to perfect and become like God, and that's the purpose of it. I hope this was useful. If anyone has any questions, you could email me, paul at depressivesanonymous.org. That's paul at depressivesanonymous, that's D-E-P-R-E-S-S-I-V-E-S-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S.org. I'll be happy to answer your questions. And um, if someone would like to find out more about what I do, you can go to www.depressivesanonymous.org. And I help people with emotional trauma. I can get them past it in one session. You can uh, read my testimonials. And I can help people heal and eliminate their depression, which is caused by an emotional trauma. You can read about it at depressivesanonymous.org. And um, if someone would like to call me, it's eight, it's 845-425-6389. I'd be happy to talk to you. If it's someone you have depression or you know someone who does, I'll be happy to give you a free consultation and tell you what caused it and uh, how I can help you. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week. Happy New Year, everyone. We're going out with Freight Train Freddy by Peter Tazone. He was up each morning with the dawn Because he knew his daily run was long and hard And he had to be ready To get his freight train down the track Determination he would never lack The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy Everybody was his friend And they all helped him to the end To keep those freight cars rolling along steady He never knew what to expect And was very careful not to wreck The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy the little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy. Evening, folks. <laughs>